Time Out Talks. Inspiring, motivating, educating. Actually, none of these things. Just a bunch of people who don't know much talking about some stuff. Kia ora. Welcome to another week of Time Out Talks. I'm joined again by Chris. Hello, hello, hello. Rachel. Hey. And Carl. Hello. How are you guys today? Good. Yep. I am ready for a big weekend. Mm. Long it is. Week- it is a. It's a big weekend because it's a long weekend, and there's lots of stuff happening. Should we talk about some of that stuff? Yeah, let's do it. Armageddon's on. The end yes. of the world. Uh, <laughs> Armageddon. That's a screening, not funny. A screening of the 1998 film. Be there, Bruce Willis. Can't wait. Actually, no. No, the Armageddon the Expo. Is anyone actually going? Yes. I'm 100 going. Oh, cool. I'm so excited. This is interesting. Armageddon fascinates me because it's so big now. It's huge. It's, I can't think of a bigger event. Like, you know, a rugby test at Eden Park gets, what, 40, 45, 50 with the expanding ground? I don't know, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's around, it's around there. Over the weekend, this thing gets well over 100,000 people. People people make trips of it, right? Like, they come to Auckland oh, yeah. for it and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, who is coming this year? So this year... Uh Harry Potter star uh, Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy, is coming. Uh, Nathan Fillion, who is in oh, everything. Yes, um, Firefly star. Yep, uh, he's going to be there. Um, and then just the usual kind of supernatural, Teen Wolf, Star Trek kind of B-grade stars. <laughs> what, what, uh, what Star Trek are we talking? I uh, The old one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> which, which old Star Trek are we talking? <laughs> it, it was a name that I didn't recognise, so... Um, that kind of gives you a, a tell of, of the how do you think they stuff. find people for this stuff do they just like look at who was in something from a while ago see who's available I think they they do this is what some actors do like in their kind of off season so when they're not filming say The Walking Dead or whatever show they're working on they go around doing fan conventions because it's, it's a money spinner for them they can charge 20 to 30 dollars for an autograph or a selfie oh. and they do that for a few hours every day uh, Tom Felton and Nathan Fillion are both charging $80 for a what? photo and $70 for a signature. Are you insane? Really? I Money. thought that right. stuff used to be just free and nice no, and no, generous. No, nothing's free and generous in this world. Wow. S- some people are doing free ones, but they're obviously the, not the big stars. And do you have to buy a ticket to Armageddon mm-hmm. already? Yeah. That's on top of the entry fee. They're quite cheap. They're only about twenty five dollars, I think. Yeah, twenty five to thirty dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What What is Tom Felton? Is he promoting something in particular, or is he just in an off season? It's all about Harry Potter for him, I'd say. Yeah. Well, Rach, I'd... maybe you can kind of tell us what is the appeal because I went last year on a Saturday and I could barely get into the thing. There was thousands of people like it was hot and it was sweaty and it was gross and it didn't last very long because it wasn't much fun for me but yeah. what is the appeal it's, it's a fan thing right oh totally and i think uh for a lot of people it's their chance to kind of get a look at the new games that are coming out video games are a big part of armageddon the new xbox is there this year mm, yeah so there's some some really good things to look at there and yeah just that nerd culture is definitely mainstream do these they, days do they still have all the stall holders and stuff so you can get cool merch and yep so there's heaps of like nerdy merch you can even get tattoos Deal- done there. dealers i mean oh dealers yeah yeah there's lots of like comic book dealers yeah, and cool. um yeah lots of i haven't been for a few years when, when you say fan fan culture is mm. mainstream what do you mean by that like 
it's cool to be a nerd mm. like it's cool to be a geek of harry potter or firefly or rick and morty and all that kind of stuff and do you think it's a recent thing oh like i, I feel like over the last kind of decade it's just been growing um and it goes to show with the numbers that are going to Armageddon how big it is becoming. Well, I think if you look at the numbers, it's comparable to Adele's run earlier this year. You yeah. know, oh, really? It's over 100,000 people over the four days. That's it too many kind, people. It kind of blows my mind a bit. Yeah, there's well, so it, many people. It's so big now, they don't even, all the ads and stuff, they don't even have to say who is coming. Because like I've been looking at the ads and it does nowhere does it say Nathan Fillon's coming. And then, you know, he's cool. Yeah, I feel like most people just go just to be there really yeah, it's just become now it's like it's happening so people go that it's almost secondary who's going to be there totally part of being it have you got your cosplay outfit who are you going uh, are you going as harry i i always i <laughs> every little, year i'm like i need a i need a cosplay outfit but then i i never end up getting one but i do have i'm actually hufflepuff if you are wondering i don't know what um, that is. That like and a so i've got some hufflepuff <laughs> merch that i'll probably wear but uh i'd go yeah. someone from slipknot and I wouldn't look out of place, would I? I'd fit <laughs> no. right in. Yeah, be pretty good. There'll be heaps of like people dressed up with Star Wars costumes, and there's always like a cool Iron Man suit walking around. So. Who's the played out character? Uh, oh, there's no, always lots another, of stormtroopers. Another stormtrooper. Oh, yeah. 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 A Ninja Turtle. There's always a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yeah. With Harry Potter, do we think that has aged well? Just want to grab some opinions here. I'm 2017, what's Harry Potter? I haven't read the books or seen the films. Okay. So I'll hand in my pop culture credentials <laughs> right now. So it's aged terribly. Well, I feel like I'm one of those people who is kind of that perfect age group for Harry Potter because I, you know, was in primary school when the books started coming out and kind of grew up with them throughout my, you know, establishing years as a person. Mm-hmm. And then the movies came out and then um, I feel like people just hold on to that kind of childhood memory um i haven't watched the films back like recently uh so i'm not sure how well they've aged the first movie is not <laughs> it's it's re- it's pretty cheesy now but, but the thing is yeah like, if you go and watch star wars that has you know arguably hasn't really aged that well mm. but no one really gives a damn this is yeah. the same thing wouldn't totally, it? Like, it doesn't totally. matter because you're filling in yeah, with your memories. So. I, I, I mean, Harry Potter's twenty years old this year, which I thought was interesting. Um, and around when everyone was talking about it, and and you know, there were lots of essays and takes and celebrations of it being twenty years old. Um, and I reread one of the books, and I was quite disappointed. And I mm. I used to love Harry Potter. Like I I truly truly thought it was the best thing in the world when you were fourteen. Um, I actually, well, I would have been. When did I start? I would have been young when I started reading them, but I, but I definitely carried them through my teenage years as well. I mean, yeah. I used to think uh, <laughs> golden syrup on butter toast was the best food in the world, but I haven't eaten that for twenty years. True. No, but I, I mean, do you think it still stands up? <laughs> we'll do a taste test next week. Even when I turned about twenty, I thought it was good, which was like two years ago. Um, but yeah, I, I think because so much more has come out recently I, I was I felt like it was definitely of its time Harry Potter and when when I read it back I realised that you know almost all the characters were white everyone's straight um, there are lots of amazing female characters but um, it doesn't it doesn't 
quite uphold its own values, in my opinion. I don't know. Is that a, is that a bad take? I, I feel like you need to talk to J.K. Rowling about all this. Yeah. Why isn't she at Armageddon? <laughs> no. is she, when's she going to come? Oh, then I'll go. How much, would her, yeah. Yeah. How much would her signature cost? I wrote a letter to her once. Did you reply? I got a like I got a um, auto yeah, like an auto reply <laughs> like Santa when you write to Santa yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> although I, I I did used to like hunt online and see that this is how obsessed I was people used to get like the odd person would get a personal reply so I was like maybe she picks her mail at random but I just got to like thank you for writing I loved oh. your letter dear here human. is here's a here's a like digitally reproduced like autograph or something. Yeah, I've and then all of a sudden you didn't like those novels anymore, <laughs> and, I like, and I was like, "I'm too old for this." <laughs> this is not aged well. <laughs> I haven't read the books. I my son is about to get to the age where he could read them. I think um, I won't be reading with them. He can read himself, mm. so that's good. But the movies, my big problem with them was that they didn't stand alone. Like you need to needed to have read the books or seen the previous four or five films. Like the one film I did see in the theater was the one film I fell asleep in. Uh, it's only the once. only film ever in your life that you've fallen asleep in. It was the first part of the two-parter. Was that the last two? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's the slowest movie out of I, all of them. I think yeah. it's the best one. I love it. And here's the thing. If you're making a movie, it, in my opinion, it needs to stand alone. You need to be able to go to that film and understand what's happening and yeah. enjoy it as a movie experience, not with all the baggage. And I felt like that film, you really needed to have done your homework. Mm. 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 True. If you're not going to Armageddon, what are you going to do this weekend, guys? Hopefully, it's going to be really sunny and we can uh, crack out the old barbecue, what? pretend like it's summer. I feel a Segway coming on. <laughs> what are you going to play at your barbecue? Oh, man. Some Kiwi summer reggae? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean... Wait, you're having a barbecue and you didn't invite us? <laughs> so, guys, it's, it's just, no you know... No longer a friend of this podcast. It's just, uh, it's going to probably just be me because... I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Are you having a post Armageddon? Yeah, party I, I, I gotta, barbecue? I gotta chill out somehow and yeah, mm. decompress. De- de- yeah, decompress. Well, we have, we do have a lot of uh, new music to to gestate over, and uh, hopefully the sun is shining because a lot of New Zealand music, in particular, um, is is definitely lends itself to the summer season. Um, there's a new 660 song out. There's a new Black Seeds album out. Hey, let's talk about the 660 song. I'm a fan of that song. I think it's bloody great. I'm not a like, huge fan of 660, but if you want a summer jam... What's it called? Don't Give Up. And then like, it says that like 4,000 <laughs> times during the song. It's don't true. Give, isn't it Don't Give It Up? Don't Give It possibly could be. Yes. Why, do you, why do you like it? Why don't you want to give it up? It's just a really simple, effortless, Pharrell pop song and it makes me feel good isn't that the point of music that is the point well yeah yeah i think i've got least some um, particular too as i've grown older I'm, I'm i'm not as you know rigid with my rules about what i can listen to mm-hmm. i i don't like pitch shifted vocals i just don't think that they are a good like element so you hate 90 percent of rap right now it's a, it's a bad time to be into music <laughs> right now. absolutely you're right like there's so it's so heavily used the latest heim album i just did not think it was good because every single song used pitch shifted vocals mm. and it, i think it's it's it was tired like three years ago 
and we're still using it. D does it work for other people? And that, I mean, I'm saying this because a 660 song like opens with it. It runs the whole way through. I yeah, think. Like it doesn't stop main, at all. Oh, it just okay keeps thing. going and yeah. going through the whole thing. I didn't mind it in that. I think it worked in that instance the way they've used it. Mm. Sure. Mm. I think it, it really does depend on the context of the song and how it's being used and the way that they've either they've gone up or down or whatever they've done. Mm. It's yeah. I admire 660 for the the band that they are. Don't think they're for me, but I used to like that one song only to be when it was summer mm. and I was at a barbecue maybe summertime is the best time for 660 I think mm. yeah a, lo a lot of them I don't know they remind me heavily of like um, the men from my high school who went to Dunedin to study you had men at your high school <laughs> <laughs> they were grown what, kind of, <laughs> what kind of high school was this <laughs> they were held back it was several years it was a very confusing school <laughs> no boys boys who became men boys to men boys to men mm. But they came to the end of the road. They went to Dunedin. They went to number six sixty, <laughs> Dunedin Road. Dunedin Road, <laughs> which is a real—is that a real road? I don't know. I haven't been to Dunedin in a long time. Look, there are very few bands who could fill out Spark Arena, right? New Zealand bands. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who, who could do it? Flight of the Concords did do it. Yep, Lord could do it. Crowded House. Crowded House easily do it. So there's yeah, there's, there's maybe. But there's, there's shape, five shape, like shapeshifter shapeshifter can with a good support act probably do it I yeah. think they did do it when they last toured but yeah like that's what one hand so any Kiwi band that can pull in 10 to 12 thousand people is doing okay in my book yeah and even if if, if you don't like their music that is something to be marvelled and appreciated because local music isn't always given the boost it should in any not just in New Zealand but in any country when I was in Canada they, we learned about their radio laws and they have um, they have a requirement which I think we have in New Zealand as well where you have a percentage of New Zealand music you have to play yeah, we have mm. a quota. So they had that in Canada but they didn't have that a, a time rule around that so mm. lots of Canadian radio stations would play Canadian music from like midnight till 6am on a Sunday is that just Drake oh, for 6 hours <laughs> I, this is what wait that's me. how long his last album lasted so. <laughs> that's what confused me is when I learned that I was like I can rattle off on my hand like five Canadian artists who are quite famous and successful you know Grimes Drake um, Justin Bieber Justin Bieber <laughs> Feist uh, who's the other one that, that's Brian Adams sure is he Canadian I don't know The, the Weeknd is Canadian I feels like he should be Canadian <laughs> so, so that confused me because I was like, I feel like I feel like even in New Zealand, I you do hear a bit more New Zealand music during prominent radio time, mm. um, and we don't have as many like international acts as, as Canada does. But we, I feel like we could also do with more because it does end up being the the Lords and the Six Sixties. I think too, what happens is a a band gets to a point where. They just saturate the market. I think if you look at Fat Freddy's Drop, mm. that's definitely happened for them. Um, I mean, they're just everywhere, and you still hear them everywhere. Mm. They 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 release an album frequently enough for them to never go away mm. because you know they've they've released a single in advance, and that's what we hear all summer. And then the next album comes out in time for the next summer, and etc. etc. Are they playing many of the summer festivals? They are. In fact, are? in fact, go. let me read out this lineup for you because this might be the most uh, kiwi music. This is, a, this is the most barbecuiest barbecue <laughs> ever. Barbecue. This is incredible. <laughs> this is Christchurch Hagley Park on January 13. 
and it's Salmonella dub with Tiki Tano. Whoa. And the support acts are Fat Freddy's Drop, Lady Six, Trinity Road, Sunshine Sound System, and Lawton Cora. BYOB, bring your own barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> What's that called? Just, is that just Salmonella Dub? That's the Salmonella Dub 25th anniversary tour. They're only playing, I think, three shows. That would actually be a great show. That it, sounds like a fun show. It does sound very delightful. Like it's very ragamuffin, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, Lady Six is amazing, and mm. she, her mm. last album was really good, so... And they, uh, Fat Freddy's Drop are playing Homegrown again, right? Which they, it feels like they've never not done that. Have they ever not been on the Homegrown lineup? I think that's every Kiwi band that currently exists, plus a few that are persuaded to come back for the festival, isn't it? Mm. Homegrown's great though, have you guys been? Never. <sighs> no, I've never been to it either. No. They I mean, pull 10,000 on Wellington's waterfront every year it sells out. It's pretty cool, like they have a big New Zealand celebrationary festival thing like that with different genre stages mm. it's good good idea I like to think that at the same time as the events of Blade Runner 2049 over in New Zealand we're fine are we segwaying here is that what's going on no this isn't this is a segue this we're is coming a, back to barbecues this is just a classic <laughs> gag I, I, I envisage that at the same time Lord is headlining Homegrown in 2049 as a kind of like oh like a throwback yeah like a throwback legacy award in the pocket they're bringing her back yeah <laughs> we're getting her out of retirement wouldn't that be incredible I would go to that homegrown at the age of 54 I'll be then goodness is anyone going to Friday Jams Friday Jams is that your jam Rach uh, on I- a Sunday yeah, it's a Friday jams on a Sunday. Friday but, jam on a Sunday. Yeah, I was I was not cool with the whole Sunday thing until I found out yesterday that Monday is a holiday. So then it made more <laughs> oh, sense. And yeah. Then it was like, okay, cool. Well, that perfectly. Makes, that makes that makes a lot more sense. How did you not know that Monday? <laughs> I've got things in my mind, man. <laughs> Who are you most excited for, Rachel? Uh, um Khalees, right? Yeah, it's got to be Khalees. Mm. Milkshake. Milkshake. Oh, classic. Classic. I'm a big fan of Trick Me. That's, oh, a, yeah. that's a good. That's a good jam. Yeah, she's also she's a chef. She's she's there. Is, she has got a cookbook out. She's big into her Jamaican food. That's awesome. She loves doing pineapple stews. She released uh, an amazing re- recipe for a milkshake. For a milkshake, and it is intense. Wait, what's in it? it? Like, oh, I can't even. It's just all kinds of random things that sound like they shouldn't go together but apparently it tastes really delicious Mm. I feel like that's like asparagus and marshmallow like cayenne pepper and some other weird thing that song must have spurred on many a sexual awakening I feel (laughs) it's quite it's quite salacious it's it's uh definitely quite raunchy Mm. yes but like in in the best way Mm. I thought it was about a drink it is. Yeah. Good. Yeah, but also. No, it's just about a drink. It's just a salacious drink. It should be drunk. So if it's got cayenne pepper in it, you know, look out. It's actually about a summer barbecue Blow your head off. in New Zealand. <laughs> She's That's why all the boys are coming yeah. around to the yard. <laughs> yeah. oh. Her milkshake is actually a vodka mud shake. You take your mind out of the gutter, is I think is what's going on here. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bigger topic to be discussed here, and it's uh, beyond the milkshakes. Um the nostalgia tours I mean this we already had I Love the 90s earlier this year yeah now we've got Friday Jams that was so great I Love the 90s we've got another I Love the 90s coming in March 23 with an even better lineup. do you think it's a better lineup? I think it's a good lineup, but the one this year was pretty untouchable it relates more to me but here's my problem I went to the last I Love the 90s show and I 
I, we, we differ on this, don't we? I loathe it. it. And you loathe it. But I've, I've never been into nostalgia. I've never been into like reunion tours or mm. I've never been into bands who play the whole like album from 1994 in its entirety. Like I don't want to see that show. I, I kind of agree. It, it, it does feel a little strange when like nostalgia becomes someone's marketing point because then it's like have we run out of ideas also suddenly you're old because your favorite album's from 1994 <laughs> and like yeah. put me out to pasture i'm done mm. i remember was it a couple years ago i saw the backstreet boys and i was a massive fan of them back in uh, the 90s and it was the weirdest thing like being like oh you guys are all like 40 plus men dancing like 19 year olds and you've all got kids this mm. is weird we, we have not quite own. the same effect <laughs> not quite the same effect <laughs> even though uh, Nick Carter did try to part his hair down the middle like he used to it just wasn't the same was it working for you not at all we, you, um, you wouldn't be turning up at his yard is that what you're saying <laughs> oh no no thank you well, the we, funny is, I love the 90s it was pretty funny seeing Colour Me Bad and one of the guys has gotten quite large over the years and he was singing I want to sex you up and holding a sweat towel <laughs> and, was he singing dabbing, to the sweat and towel and away the buckets of sweat as he, it still sounded great but yeah the um, the what would you call that the juxtaposition mm. of what he was singing and holding a disgusting sweat looks. towel yeah. <laughs> see I've come around to it I'm okay with it now because, because the whole point the 90s and it all fell into place and you thought yes no I saw oh. Vanilla Ice and it was the, the most eye opening oh, experience so ever but also when you turn around and look at the crowd they were having a time of their lives and isn't it the point of a concert mm. yeah to have that kind of shared experience over a, a and what what other time. music is so good at taking you back to a certain time so that's such a valuable thing, I think. I, w- I just want to point out the music wasn't gr- wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, our reviews are so different. <laughs> <laughs> Gangsters Paradise. I went for one song and it was Gangsters Paradise. Oh my God, and that was so Coolio butchered this thing. He played it at the wrong tempo. It wasn't Coolio's fault. It was his saxophonist. <laughs> there was a saxophone <laughs> going the whole thing, and it was, it was out of tune. Oh my God. Oh. He brought it back in the third verse. He got in, he realized in the third verse. That he was out of key. I also I did love that he changed the lyrics from "I'm 23, will I live to see 24?" to "I'm 53, will oh. I see 54?" And I googled it, and he was oh. <laughs> mathematically correct. Oh wow! You can you can look up what was number one at the time you were born, and Gangsta's Paradise" was number one at the time I was born. Oh, which is quite funny, I think. I think mine was like, uh, what's that song? Um, "Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car." Get out of my dreams. Before my time, clearly. Oh, anyway. Um, well, we'll need some reviews of Friday Jams next week, I guess, um, to see whether the nostalgia pulled through. So we might have to get you to provide on that, Rachel. Let us know if it's good or not. Yep. I'm, I might be too busy with Armageddon, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. Or your barbecue. <laughs> or my barbecue. I've got a busy weekend, guys. <laughs> yeah, you seem to be the busiest out of all of us. We're, uh, the, the rest of us are a bit slack in that regard but, but I'm, I'm sure it'll be great though mm, yeah mm. and if you're going to armageddon then have the time of your life and avoid avoid getting crushed by throngs of people get there early and do what you need to do and get out is mm. my advice and i hope that if you pay for an autograph it's worth it uh on that note see you all next week